Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The following is a paid podcast. iHeartRadio's hosting of this podcast constitutes neither an endorsement of the products offered or the ideas expressed. Well, Dr. Arthur Perry, he's one of the top plastic surgeons. He's got offices in Manhattan, New Jersey. You know, and he's been doing a show here on WOR for years and years and years. Very uh, popular show and a great plastic surgeon. Everybody has questions on this subject, so uh, he's the guy to ask. Dr. Arthur Perry. Don, the public wants to know. The public doesn't give a damn. And I went to his office, and I said, mm. I said, look at my face. And he goes, yeah, look at your face. We're going to do with your face. What can you do with his face? I go like that. I swear to God. I go, look at this. I'm getting old. I said, I want to maybe you could fix it up a little bit. Dr. Oz, are you there? I'm here, Arthur, and I want to get applaud you, having worked with you on a book and numerous other activities. You want to talk to Arthur Perry? The best in plastic surgery. Remarkable knowledge, but also your grace at delivering content, which is why it's been a blessing to have you on my show so many times. When I was a resident at the University of Chicago, we had a... That means you're smart. As a really, really gifted... Physician, uh, I want to pay you the, the highest tribute I can give to a surgeon, which is when people come to you, they don't come for an operation, they come for an opinion. And that's why I trust you with my uh, friends and relatives. I didn't realize we were going to get the Michael Jordan of plastic surgeon. 90210 bows to this guy. And welcome. This is What's Your Wrinkle right here on WOR. I'm board-certified plastic surgeon Dr. Arthur Perry, sitting here broadcasting from the... I think it's Antarctica that I'm in right now in the Hamptons with uh, my favorite co-host. Who's that? Hey, it's Susan Warner. Susan Warner is here back in the saddle in the lazy chair sitting here with, uh, with little Winston. And we are here broadcasting live from the Hamptons to you in New York and around the world via the Internet. And, uh, and yes, we're a podcast. If this isn't Saturday evening at 6 o'clock, then, then you're listening on a podcast. And uh, in the studio is my good buddy, Noah, and we are here to answer your questions about plastic surgery. That's right. Uh, tonight we're going to be talking about eyelid surgery. We're going to be talking about breast reduction surgery. We're going to talk, talk about something called wrinkle schminkle. <laughs> all right. I, I didn't make up that name, but we're going to talk about all sorts of things. We're going to talk about your wrinkles, your jowls, your protruding belly, your drooping breasts. This is the Plastic Surgery Show here on WOR. I'm a board-certified plastic surgeon. been doing this show. We're in our 19th season here in the, the year 2024. Who would have ever thought? You know, I remember when I started the show, they thought it would last about two weeks I tend to do things for a long time. All right. So uh, the phone number here at WOR is 800-321-0710. 800-321-0710. We are going to be giving What do you want to give away tonight, Susan? I'm going to let you give it away. You want me to give it away? What? Well, should we do my favorite product? Okay. My favorite is nighttime. All right. Then we're going to give away, Susan says, give away nighttime. What is nighttime? That is your evening skin nutrition. It really is. It's got all the things that are necessary and scientifically proven to make a difference in the skin. So it's got vitamin A. It's got vitamin C fruit acids, two different ones, citric acid and lactic acid. It's got skin, those skin brighteners. It's got like licorice extract and others. It's got antioxidants, 
It's the powerhouse. It really is. And uh, that's what we're giving away tonight. So give me a call. Ask me a good question. And if you've called in the last month or so, no, I mean, maybe you can call, but we can't give out the nighttime every week to uh, the same people, right? We want to spread it around a bit. So uh, give me a call. 800-321-0710 is the phone number here at WOR. Give me a call. Let's talk a little bit, a bit about eyelid surgery tonight. Susan? Do you know anything about it? Uh, I you do. Know? You do know a little bit, I do. don't you? I had ptosis, so I had a weak ligament in my eye, so I had it. Okay, so what's ptosis? So when I do eyelid surgery, I do it for cosmetic reasons only. Now, you had it for reconstructive reasons. So uh, the eye is such... Ish. Ish. <laughs> the eye is such a, a, a complex anatomic area, but we're not talking about your eyeball. We're talking about your eyelids. And as you get older, uh, you tend to get a little bit of extra skin of your eyelids. You tend to put some fat on. No, no, it's not weight gain. It has nothing to do with your weight. It's fat that your eyeball floats in and on, and that tends to kind of work its way forward and gives you that classic appearance of an aging eyelid. There's the upper eyelids and the lower eyelids. And I do a lot of eyelid surgery. I, uh, I did one last week. I did one the week before. Doing one this week, I think, eh, about 10 days or so. I like eyelid surgery. You know, when I was a little boy, Susan, I did an eyelid lift on CNN way back in the, I think the first year CNN uh, was uh, in existence and I was the chief resident at the University of Chicago and I did an eyelid lift, never so nerve wracking with, you know, millions of people watching you on TV operate when you're a resident and just learning how to do these things. But, but I've been doing it for a long time, 30 something years now. And yes, sometimes I do it with my eyes closed. No, I don't do that. We can't operate with our eyes closed, but, but you know, it's, pretty routine for me. So what do we do in an eyelid lift? When you had your ptosis repaired, that's different because... Well, I had my eyelids lifted. Right. but And but, they have to do both eyes, I was told, because if you don't do the other eye, it will droop. It's a, a brain function. Well, you know, it gets a little complicated when we're talking about ptosis. So what's ptosis? Ptosis is true droop of the lid. So when I deal with cosmetic aspects of eyelid surgery, I'm talking about it's, it's it's called pseudotosis. So my it's, husband it's, said when I was tired, I looked like a cyclops. Oh, really? Yeah, that's mm. not good. Yeah, not good. That no. was time to do it. Right, time to do that, right. So as we get older, the muscle, it's called the levator muscle of the upper lid, that tends to stretch out a bit as we get older. Not in everybody, but it causes that uh, that condition called ptosis. That's with a, a silent P, by the way, P-T-O-S-I-S, ptosis. And that is most commonly treated by an oculoplastic surgeon, an ophthalmologist that does plastic surgery. Sometimes uh, uh, I do those with the ophthalmologists, and uh, but I'm most concerned about the cosmetic appearance. And that means the skin. So was I. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the skin that's that's hanging over, and sometimes that actually does obstruct your vision. By the way, uh, you know it's it almost, did mine. Yeah, it almost looks uh, seems like you're wearing a baseball hat, and if you drive 
with a baseball hat. Well, you know, it's kind of hard to see, particularly if you're going uphill. So, uh, so, so eyelid surgery, yeah, there are some functional reasons for it. There are some cosmetic reasons. And uh, we're going to talk all about evaluating the eyelids. It's, it's a procedure that I love to do. There's over 100,000 people in the United States every year that have cosmetic surgery on the eyelids. But let's go ahead. Let's take a phone call from Eloise. Eloise, what can I do for you? What is your wrinkle? Yes, hi, Dr. Perry. Uh, one of my friends is having, she's going to a plastic surgeon locally, and she's having a no halo names. laser done, and she wants me to take care of her. I mean, maybe I want one if she looks so good after, but um, she wants me to take care of her, and it's almost like I don't even know what. I don't know if that's taking the top layer of skin off or what, so maybe, I don't know, could you tell me what and how to care for her? I don't know what to do. So you're talking about, you said a halo laser, right? Halo laser, that's what she calls it, okay. yeah. Okay, so so there's all sorts of different types of laser treatments that, uh, that look at wrinkles. Now, the halo treatment is uh, a particular brand of laser called the Cyton laser. That's S-C-I-T-O-N. But there are many, many different ways to do kind of the same thing. Uh, there are two types of lasers that tighten the skin, reduce wrinkles, and reduce brown splotchy pigmentation. And one of those is called the carbon dioxide laser, and the other is called the erbium laser. So uh, that particular laser, the Cyton, is one that it sort of combines uh, different aspects of lasering, and, and it's a good laser, but there's a lot of different ways to do things, and there are a lot of different brands. It's sort of like if you have a refrigerator, you can have an LG refrigerator or a GE refrigerator or, uh, you know, a Bosch or something like that. They all kind of keep the food cold. And the same thing with these lasers. There's different ways to approach the same issue. So, so what you're talking about is one of the rejuvenative type of lasers. Now, I use what's called a fractionated carbon dioxide laser to, uh, to, um, to, rejuvenate the face. Now, with your friend, uh, like all lasers, the, um, the Cyton laser and other lasers can, um, can go anywhere from an exfoliating laser to complete removal of the skin. So I can't tell you what you're going to wind up uh, doing taking care of your, uh, your friend after the laser, but usually there's not too much to do. So here's how I do the laser. Now, now I do different types of lasers. Now, I've got this procedure called the flashback procedure. Do you like that name, Eloise? Flashback. I Flash do. the laser. <laughs> flashback in time, isn't that? Yeah, so that's what I do in my office. It's the flashback. And what I do... First of all, I start my patients on good skincare. And uh, yeah, I'm biased. I created my own line of skincare. So and it's we, fabulous. Oh, well, thank you, Susan. And Susan uses it. And Susan. Religiously. And, and you look about 35. How old are you now? 37. Yeah, 37. Okay. So uh, we start you on the skincare because we want to have your skin doing the right things and not making too much pigment and not uh, having too thick a layer of the dead cells called the stratum corneum. We want to regulate your skin with a good skincare program. That's, that's number one. With the flashback procedure, I combine two syringes of hyaluronic acid filler. And that's one is superficial for the fine wrinkles, and one is a little thicker for the deeper folds, the uh, nasolabial fold, the marionette lines, things like that. And then in the very same session, I do a very light flash with the laser on your face. 
and, and most people were going to do it very light. It's going to exfoliate. It's going to get rid of some of the brown pigment on the face, not all of it. Now, the lasers, depending on how deep I go, I can remove more wrinkles or more pigment. And But the deeper I go, the, the more downtime there is, the more discomfort there is doing the actual laser. So the flashback procedure is one of those that I just do a very superficial one. And in fact, patients would come back almost every month to kind of get a refreshing type of laser peel. So it's a, uh, it is a, uh, a very superficial laser. doesn't give you much downtime at all, if any. I really want to do this. No, we're going to get you in there this Thursday, Susan. Okay. You don't know that yet, but we're going to give you the, uh, the flashback procedure. Oh, good. All right. So, Eloise, I'm not sure if I fully answered your question, uh, but, no, uh, you I know, what you're going to do. Now, I... if you're – you didn't. I didn't. No, oh. you did. Oh, said. I did. Okay, no, no, no. good. I, I, uh, I think you did, but what can I do for her? I mean, just keep her company. I mean, right? Bring uh, her flowers. Bring her, that's right. Bring, bring her. her flowers. Okay, bring so depending flowers, on how deep a laser she had. She said she can't go, go out for three days. She's, she'll be very red right. like a bad sunburn. Yeah, but she won't. It doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt. The lasers don't hurt afterwards for the most part. Sometimes you swell, but usually you do not. And uh, but, but I always say that, um, you know, if you call for a pizza delivery, <laughs> you have them, you know, make sure you put it on your credit card because you're not going to want to give the money to the delivery person. You want to put it on your credit card, have them put it on the front step or outside your door, wait till they go away, look <laughs> through the peephole, and then open the door because <laughs> you look terrible after the laser, uh, all these lasers. But, but depending on how deep you go, uh, that decides when you start looking better. So it's a, if it's that flashback procedure, you won't look bad at all. If, on the other hand, I decide to go really, and we decide together to go really deep, numb you up, and, and then really go to town and go for the wrinkles and the brown splotches in your face, it could be six, seven, even eight days before you're completely healed. So, and then you're not going to answer the door uh, you really won't. So, but it doesn't hurt. So there's not much to do. So the aftercare after a laser. I think she wants company. Yeah, she probably just wants company. You know, because she's not going to be able to go out. So keep her company. Uh, make sure she's uh, got all her streaming. Uh, you hydrated. Know, yeah, I'm talking about television. I know, but she should be hydrated. <laughs> Everybody should be hydrated, right? But certainly, with <laughs> most importantly, you want to get your Netflix subscriptions, right? Uh, because you're oh, in the has. house. Oh God, you know, she Netflix. has all of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Paramount Plus. Good. So to play back when I go to you, when I go to you, she can take care of me for eight days. <laughs> good deal. That's right. That's, That's right. Way. You tell you her think? it's payback. I'll look tat. better yeah. than her. Yeah. <laughs> Great. I'll be Sounds good, Eloise. Exactly. All right. Thank you so Thank much you for the so phone much. call. Uh, all right. Take, take good care of her. All right. And And by the way, the most discomfort she should have is uh, handled with Tylenol, maybe some Aleve, okay? That's it. Okay. All right. I'm board-certified okay. plastic surgeon, right. Dr. Arthur Perry, and this is What's Your Wrinkle right here on WOR. I'm sitting here in the Hamptons with uh, my co-host Winston, the Scottish Terrier, and his mother, Susan Warner. Uh, and uh, we're here to answer your questions. 800-321-0710 is the phone number. 800-321-0710. When we're back from the break, 
We'll talk more about eyelid surgery, and then we're going to talk about breast reduction surgery and some new information about that procedure. We'll take a short break now. We'll be right back. that your skincare may be hurting you more than helping you? I'm board-certified plastic surgeon, Dr. Arthur Perry. The foundation for looking good is clean, healthy skin. So I've created a program that is so simple that everyone can stay on it long enough to see real results. It starts with an incredible skin cleaner called Clean Time. It's actually good for your skin. Protect your skin with my daytime SPF 20 cream. In the evening, feed your skin with my powerhouse nighttime serum. Nighttime has vitamins C and A, antioxidants, and skin brighteners. And if you like moisturizers, well, I've created Soft Time with ceramides and vitamin D. Throw away the bags of useless products and try Dr. Perry's skincare. Join the thousands of people whose skin is healthier. Use the 15WOR radio code on Amazon.com for a 15% discount. That's 15WOR radio when checking out. And enjoy free shipping if you're a Prime member. And don't forget to listen to my radio show right here on WOR every Saturday evening at 6 p.m. You're listening to What's Your Wrinkle with Dr. Arthur Perry. What's your wrinkle? And what is your wrinkle? I'm board-certified plastic surgeon Dr. Arthur Perry. If this is the very first time you've listened to the show, where have you been all these years? I mean, I've been here every Saturday night at 6 o'clock. Susan has been here for about a year and a half. Oh, and she loves it. She loves these Saturday evenings. Yes, I do. She really does. Come on. This is the high point of your week. You it know sure that. sure is. And Susan, of course, is the uh, celebrated author of her own book and has her own podcast. Susan, tell us a little bit about your book. Uh, never Say Never, Never Say Always. Um, it's Recovery from Profound Grief and How to Live Your Best Life, Find Love Again. Um, it's pretty uplifting and a good lesson in life on Amazon. Amazon.com. That's where you want to go. And you get Susan's book. We want to push her numbers. So very seriously, you know, this is a great book. So if you have experienced loss, uh, whether it's a, a spouse or a parent a or friend, a friend, child, child, yeah, this is one to get. And it makes a really nice gift to someone who has just experienced loss because it'll, it'll help them get through that also. Don't I you hope. think, Susan? I hope yeah, so. Really? Uh, so many people have emailed you and I, they I've, have. I've heard, you know, and, and how you've influenced their life and helped their life. And, Thank you. And, yeah. It's, it's a really, it's a wonderful book. So uh, get it. What again is it? Never, never say never, never say always on Amazon. On Amazon. And while you're on Amazon, how's this for a segue? You ready for this <laughs> one? <laughs> are your products available there? My products are on Amazon. We've got the Amazon store, and that means you can buy nighttime and daytime and clean time and soft time, my four products, on Amazon. But the, the good thing, Amazon just... Um, you have to qualify at a certain level of sales, and we just did. So now they have the subscriptions on Amazon. So we have, I think it's 10% off. And if you, if there's some something that Amazon does to get 15% off also if you do uh, enough subscriptions with Amazon. But So if you sign up for the monthly nighttime, for instance, you get 10% off. Plus, if you're an Amazon Prime member, of course, it's free shipping. So it's a lot better than ordering through my store, 
which is uh, you know now really switching mostly to Amazon. So go to Amazon.com. You can get any of the products and you get all the benefits. And also, you know, so here it is. It's a Saturday. If you order now, doesn't it come in like an hour? <laughs> We've <laughs> shipped. It's Just unbelievable. Press the button. It really is amazing. You know, so uh, you'll have it a lot faster than my off. I've got very good employees, but they are so much faster at Amazon. So so go ahead now on Amazon. All right. I'm board certified plastic surgeon Dr. Arthur Perry. You are listening to What's Your Wrinkle here on WOR. 800-321-0710 is the phone number. 104,000 blepharoplasties every year in the United States. And I think that's probably an understated statistic since I do so many of them. Uh, it is a great procedure. It's one that will make you look better. And actually, you know, even if your uh, vision is not completely obstructed, the upper part of your visual fields, uh, you know, it just seems brighter. All my patients tell me that that they can see better after an eyelid lift. So here's what we do. If you come into my office and say, you know, I, I want my eyelids done, the first thing I do is look at the position of your eyebrows. Now, Susan, you've been co-host for a year and a half. Where is, here's your question for the evening. Flanks. <laughs> Very, oh boy, okay. That was a celebrated... That's a throwback. That's a throwback <laughs> to our New Year's Eve show when Susan and I were drinking champagne. Okay, anyway, the uh, but no, the uh, <laughs> when we look at the position of the eyebrow, it should be in a woman. Here's your, uh, your multiple choice question. Should it be at or above or below the bony rim? For, for women? For a woman. It should be at... Or just above yep. the morning. Yup. All right. Okay. You know, she's, I know Susan has her mail order MD, but uh, okay. So in a man, it's actually a lower position. So it should be at the bony room. It shouldn't be above the bony room in a, in a man because that looks kind of funny. So, so the first thing I do is I actually have you close your eyes. You can't see this because when you're, uh, when you look out, when you look in the, a room, for instance, you lift your brows up. That's why you have the horizontal wrinkles of your forehead. You lift your brows up to get the extra skin off of your eyelids. And in order to really assess the position of the eyelid, I have to have you close your eyes and relax your forehead. Sometimes I even have to put a hand on your forehead. The muscles are, are so trained to lift up your brows. So once we assess the position of the brow, if your brow is at or above the bony rim, we don't do anything to the brow. I don't believe in lifting your brows so that they look funny. You know, there is an appearance that some people, I'm not sure if you want it, but some plastic surgeons think it looks good to have your eyebrow up, way up your forehead. I think it looks a little bizarre. Uh, so I try not to do something like that. So, but if your eyebrow is below the bony rim, then we might want to do some procedure to lift it or stabilize it. So I do something called the brow pexy. And I don't make the incisions in the hairline anymore like I used to. I now make an incision in the upper eyelid. When I'm removing that skin of the upper eyelid, I'll go ahead up onto the bone and I attach the brow to a little higher level. That's called the brow pexy procedure. And, and then when we look at your eyes, we assess how much extra skin there is and how much fat there is. And some people have a lot of fat and some people don't have much fat at all. Uh, and then I assess the lower lids. And the lower lids are, they're a lot more dicey. Is that proper English? You're an English major here, Susan. Yes. Yeah, okay. They're dicier, you know, because we really have to be careful with the lower lids because if you have a loose lower lid, 
That means if I can lift the lower lid away from your eyeball and if it kind of stays out there and doesn't snap back right away, well, then we've got a potential issue of getting a pull down of the eyelid after surgery. So I have to make sure that your eyelid is uh, properly positioned and I might want to do a special procedure if you have a loose lower eyelid, something called a canthopexy. That's a belt tightening procedure. So I've said this before on the show, but, but it's worth repeating. Your eyelid, your lower eyelids are kind of like a pair of pants. And if you've got creases in your pair of pants, you know, you pull down the pants to get the creases out. If your belt is loose, your pants fall down. That's not only embarrassing, but you can be arrested for that, Susan. So, no, we don't want the uh, the pants to fall down. She didn't even laugh at that one. Okay, All right, so uh, we don't want your eyelid to fall down. That's called an ectropion, and that's not good because your eyelid uh, affects the drying of your eye, and if it is not in the proper position, your eyeball can dry out. You can get infections. You can get all sorts of problems, and so we want that to be just right. We might need to do the belt tightening procedure, which is called the canthopexy. And if we do that, we significantly lower the chance of a complication after surgery. However, that procedure, the canthopexy, is a technically difficult thing for a plastic surgeon to do. A board-certified plastic surgeon should be able to do it without a problem, but it's got to be done just right. If it's done too tight, we can put pressure on the eyeball. That's not good. If it's done too loose, then we haven't really solved the problem. So a canthopexy is a very, very precise procedure, and it's a procedure, procedure where I elevate, I lift the actual position, the whole position of the eyelid, not just remove some of the extra skin, but lift the position of the eyelid a little bit higher on the eyeball so that we get better coverage of the eye and that the tears properly drain. And by the way, the tears, the tear gland, the producing gland is in the outer part of the eye and the tears drain towards the inner part of the eye. And that is why, Susan, I know you don't cry, but if you were to cry, the tears go through your nose, through that little duct into your nose. So anyway, we have to have all that into consideration. An eyelid lift is a very precise operation. I remove extra skin of the lower lid, extra skin of the upper lid, and just enough fat so that you neither have puffiness nor do you have a sunken in appearance. So that's an eyelid lift. Very common procedure that I do. All right, so I'm board-certified plastic surgeon, Dr. Arthur Perry. I'm sitting here in the Hamptons with Susan Warner, my executive co-host. When we come back Can from our... I get a our... promotion? Yes, yes, oh, you're an executive. Great. Congratulations That's right, me. that's right. Now, Susan, in addition to co-hosting and getting paid the $16 per hour, mm -hmm. uh, then you also get... Uh, well, we'll figure out something, maybe some Botox. All right. When we come back from our break, we're going to talk about breast reduction surgery, some new things about the procedure. I do a lot of breast reductions also. It's actually quite an interesting procedure. It's one of those procedures that ha absolutely has cosmetic benefits and re uh, medical benefits. Re I was going to say reconstructive benefits, but medical benefits because you feel better after a breast reduction. 800-321-0710 is the phone number here at WOR. 800-321-0710. We'll be back after these words.
They say that 60 is the new 50, but while you may feel and act 50, the mirror doesn't lie. But that's where plastic surgery comes in. I'm board-certified plastic surgeon Dr. Arthur Perry, and I love helping patients look younger and better. If you've got sagging cheeks, jowls, and that dreaded turkey gobbler, it might be time for a little nip and a tuck. You look more rested and, yes, younger with my short scarf facelift and the artistic injection of wrinkle filler or a laser peel well that might be just what it takes to get you looking as good as you feel let's sit down for an hour consultation in my new park avenue office together we'll come up with a plan to help you look your best give me a call at 833-PERRY-MD that's 833-P-E-R-R-Y-M-D check me out on the web at perryplasticsurgery.com and don't forget to listen to me Dr. Arthur Perry every Saturday evening at 6 p.m. right here on WOR you're listening to What's Your Wrinkle with Dr. Arthur Perry What's Your Wrinkle? And what is your wrinkle? I'm board-certified plastic surgeon Dr. Arthur Perry, host of What's Your Wrinkle right here on WOR. My co-host, Susan Warner, is not a plastic surgeon, but she is a, a really astute observer of plastic surgery and, uh, and a very bright woman and an author in her own right. So, Susan, have you ever heard of these things called wrinkles, schminkles? No, I have not. What a dumb name. But no? That is awful. <laughs> So I was at lunch today with a nurse and uh, a friend for a long time, one of uh, Dr. Nissenblatt's nurses. We're going to talk about Dr. Nissenblatt in a minute. And, uh, and she mentioned to me, what do I think about these wrinkle-schminkle things? And I said, is that, is that really a name? Yeah, okay. Well, it is. They're the wrinkle-schminkles chest cleavage and body stretch mark wrinkle patches. Uh, they're silicone sheets, Susan, and you're supposed to put them on. So here's how it's supposed to work. You ready for this? So you know those lines that a lot of women get on the top of their chest that I talk about? Yes, yep. last and, week. Yep, I talk about uh, injecting those and doing Ulthera mm -hmm. and even doing that flashback laser of the upper chest, my flashback procedure, right? Uh, well, some people... I don't know why, don't like surgery and don't like procedures and maybe want to get the wrinkle schminkle for this. So uh, they want to help those. So here's what you're supposed to do with this. Now, you're supposed to take the silicone sheet, costs about $30, and every single night you go to sleep and you put it on your upper chest. I'm not sure exactly how it's going to stay there all night if you toss and turn, uh, but that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to put it on the chest and uh, maybe you tape it on. I don't know. Maybe someone could tell me. Uh, maybe you put it underneath a bra and hopefully it stays in the area. And after a month, your wrinkles, your wrinkle schminkles are supposed to be better. You believe it? I'm a little skeptical. Well, you know, I'm a man of science. And I mean, really, honestly, the things I do in my medical practice, whether it's a laser or a surgical procedure or skin care, whatever it is, I really believe in science. I want to see some publications because I don't want you to waste your money. And and certainly, even if there's not, not a lot of money involved, $30 for these wrinkle-schminkle things, uh, you know, we, we don't want you to waste your time. And do you really want to go to bed every night with this piece of silicone on your chest? And what do you do if you're on a date? <laughs> <laughs> all right, well. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Okay, all you 60-year-olds uh, who are uh, dating. And there are lots of you. Look, you know. Uh, anyway, we won't get into that. But, but so I look to see what's the science behind it. 
No, unfortunately, not a single publication. There just is no science to it. You know, what does it do? I think to a certain extent, if you put something on your skin and it holds in the uh, the moisture, you get a little bit of uh, of um, swelling, a little bit of uh, hydration of the dead cells on the surface of the skin, and that's called. You ready for this one, Susan? It's mm-hmm. called the stratum corneum. Okay, that's your, your evening word here. The stratum corneum, that gets hydrated. And when it gets hydrated, the wrinkles look a little, um, a little better. But once you take off your wrinkle schminkle, uh, you know, it's going to go right back to where it was before because it doesn't increase the collagen in your skin. There's no way it can do that. And the, the company does uh, say that it boosts collagen. You know, they say that it hydrates the skin. I'll, I'll go for that. But I don't see how they can make the claim that it boosts collagen since there are no scientific studies that show that a silicone patch of any type can boost collagen. So, you know, uh, look, if you want to use these wrinkle schminkle things, I have no real argument. It's not going to hurt you. Uh, But I could spend uh, your $30 in better ways, like a nice restaurant or something out in the Hamptons that gets you a salad. Uh, But certainly a wrinkle schminkle, I don't know. You know, it's not going to hurt you, but uh, probably not going to help you. And so uh, there's your story. You're going to go out and buy that now, Susan? I don't think so. I don't think so. Now the wrinkle schminkle. Sorry about that, wrinkle schminkle people. It is a a strange name, um, a catchy name. All right. Now, how about this one, Susan? How about microdermabrasion? Do you think that does anything? I do. Yeah. And and actually, so what's microdermabrasion? We talked a little bit about that last week. So microdermabrasion is a procedure, and, and I have my nurse or my esthetician do that procedure. Now, I could do it, but it's probably not the best uh, way for a plastic surgeon to spend his or her time. Uh, it's a skin cleaning procedure, and it, it exfoliates the skin. And the one I like has these little diamonds embedded into the handpiece. And we abrade the skin with these... Uh, the little diamonds, and and then suction the pores. And it's a great skin cleaning procedure. I think it's much better uh, than having uh, a facial, for instance. Um, there was actually a study, actually a study that was published that looked at roughness of the skin after microdermabrasion. And it's extremely effective at doing this. How long do you think microdermabrasion uh, lasts? Now, I'm going to tell you something today that may be a little bit different than what I said a couple weeks ago, but how long do you think it lasts, Susan? Microdermabrasion, the effects, the smoothing, the skin smoothing effects. A month? And I would have thought that because that was kind of traditional teaching, but you know, again, a man of science, that's what I want. And the study that was uh, published in the Skin Research Technology Journal actually looked at this, and your skin kind of reverts right back to where it was in 14 days, Susan. So it's a shorter-lived procedure than I would have expected. If you want to have microdermabrasion and really keep the effects up, you have to do it every two weeks, not every four weeks. Mm -hmm. But it is a good procedure. Uh, It exfoliates the skin. It makes it look better. But it also allows for better penetration of of things like vitamin C or if you're using salicylic acid, which is something we use uh, for acne-prone skin, things like that. And so there was another study, actually that was this year in the Clinical Cosmetic uh, 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 Investigative Dermatology Journal, another mouthful. Uh, That one uh, did absolutely document the benefits of microdermabrasion 
and the benefits when we use things for acne on the skin because by getting rid of that upper layer of skin that really impedes the ability for things vitamin a and and salicylic acid and glycolic acid things like that it, it kind of makes it harder for those things to penetrate the skin. So when we do microdermabrasion, we can get better penetration and a better effectiveness of all those good things that we can use on the skin. So my recommendation now, every other week microdermabrasion and uh, also vitamin C therapy for the skin. So now not everybody can afford that. Obviously, you know, microdermabrasion is a procedure that in Manhattan costs anywhere from $150 to $250 a treatment. But then again, if you look at what people spend on facials, which in my opinion are not as effective as microdermabrasion at cleaning your skin and certainly at exfoliating your skin, uh, women are spending a lot more than that. I've seen facials as high as 8 hundred dollars Susan I, I it's believe you unbelievable yeah so uh, so uh, that's the story with microdermabrasion I do think it is a good procedure we've got Bernard on the line Bernard what can I do for you what's your wrinkle I had lower blepharoplasty on my lower eyelids and since then he did the ectotropian surgery on the left lower eyelid because it was drooping aha uh -huh. after the surgery after the surgery, not right away. The surgery went fine. It looked good for a week. Then it started falling. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The first one, it fell again. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So we just did it last Monday again in his office. How many times could we keep doing this? Is it normal? Okay, let and me let me ask you a question now. So he did a lower blepharoplasty, both lower eyelids, correct? Yes, yes. And he made an incision underneath the eyelashes, did he? Yes. Okay. Remove some skin, remove some fat. Okay? Yes. Did did he do that procedure called the canthopexy that I mentioned? I'm not really sure. Okay. So what did he do then? Uh, so you had your lower eyelids done, and afterwards you had, uh, it's considered a complication. It's not something we would like. Uh, that's called an ectropion, which is that basset hound uh, appearance where the lower eyelid kind of pulls down, exposes the uh, eyeball, and uh, and what happens is your eyeball can actually dry. So uh, one of the uh, one of the uh, treatments um, that we do while we're waiting for the ectropion or either to be fixed surgically or to re to kind of go away on its own, which sometimes does happen, uh, we want to keep the eyeball lubricated 
with artificial tears during the day. And at night, we use something called lacrolube or purulube, one of these uh, very thick ointments that you put a big layer in. Now, now listen, Bernard, very carefully. I'm not your doctor, so I am a doctor. I'm talking about things in general, but I'm not giving you specific advice. I can't because... Uh, we're on the radio here and you're not my patient. So so everybody has to kind of take it with a grain of salt when I say these things. That's the disclaimer uh, that I'm speaking kind of in general here, uh, answering a question of Bernard's and maybe providing a little information but not giving very specific advice. Okay, Bernard, are we clear about that? Okay. Okay, so, so now um, the ectropion, what, do you know what was done? Was it a surgical procedure to fix that a week or so after surgery? Uh, a month after we did it in his office, and it's not funny, it's not pleasant, it's very, very stressful. And then we did it again uh, a month, uh, three or four weeks later. We did it this past Monday. Okay, he made another incision and uh, and he made he up. cuts the outer eyelid o- o- open more, and he gets in there and he stitches. So, so that sounds like a canthopexy that he did, but it's hard to know exactly. But, you know, so, so, you know, it's really very difficult to Monday morning quarterback here and say what happened and, and what, um, you know, what he did in the procedure and why it didn't work. Uh, sometimes the stitches pull through. Uh, some, you know, and, and it reverts back to where it was. Uh, sometimes we have to do a more aggressive procedure. There are things that we can do other than canthopexies, uh, and that gets beyond the scope of this, uh, this discussion on the radio, but, but there are some uh, very involved procedures that can be done. Hopefully that's not necessary. Sometimes we just have to wait for the swelling to go down. There's swelling for many months after an eyelid lift of blepharoplasty. Sometimes we put these stitches in between the upper and lower eyelid, uh, to actually support the lid while they're swelling. There's all sorts of things. And sometimes the bottom line is uh, the plastic surgeon, it may be beyond the scope of the particular plastic surgeon, and sometimes we have to refer to people that only do things like that. And there are, you know, every major city, New York has one or two people, they're usually oculoplastic surgeons that, that specialize in eyelid surgery alone, don't do anything other than that. Sometimes it's necessary to, to go to those doctors. So it's very difficult to know exactly what happened with you, uh, but in almost all cases, these things are fixable, but sometimes you have to go through another procedure, and sometimes it just uh, requires something a little bit more aggressive that's out of the scope of the average plastic surgeon. So, you know, uh, best of luck to you, Bernard. Uh, sorry it happened, but, you know, uh, every plastic surgeon has complications. Every plan. My chief at the University of Chicago used to tell uh, the story that there's only two types of doctors that don't have complications. And the first one is a liar. And the second one is the doctor that hasn't done enough of the procedure. So, uh, you know, every single plastic surgeon in the United States has unfortunately had a or a few ectropians after doing eyelid surgery. We have complete sessions at our, an- at our annual meetings just on the complications of eyelid surgery. So uh, if these things were very easy, it wouldn't take six years to become a plastic surgeon. <laughs> you know, unfortunately, yeah. okay. there's, a, there's a lot that goes on, uh, and there's differences in the ability to heal between patients. And you know what? Maybe nothing at all, and probably nothing at all, was done wrong, but you can get scarring inside the eyelid. Scarring that, that is unavoidable and unpredictable that can result in an ectropion. And, you know, it's a real problem. And I wish these things didn't happen. 
and every plastic surgeon wishes they didn't happen. Uh, in almost all cases, and you know, I'm not defending. I don't know the doc- doctor who did it, but almost all cases, it's you know, it's a routine operation that was done appro- appropriately. Uh, but the outcome wasn't exactly as we would want, you know? And so... Well, it's a beautiful uh, eye bag job. I don't have eye bags no more. I'm beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so look, I hope it works out. I hope uh, that it resolves on its own. If you do need another procedure, hopefully that'll take care of it. Uh, why it happened, I have no idea, but uh, it does happen to every plastic surgeon. And, you know, that's the bottom line. But best of luck to you, Bernard. I'm board-certified plastic surgeon Dr. Arthur Perry, host of What's Your Wrinkle, right here on WOR 800-321-0710 is the phone number here at WOR. I'm sitting here in the Hamptons with Susan Warner, and when we come back from our break, we're going to talk about breast reduction surgery, so stay tuned. We'll be right back. that your skincare may be hurting you more than helping you? I'm board-certified plastic surgeon Dr. Arthur Perry. The foundation for looking good is clean, healthy skin. So I've created a program that is so simple that everyone can stay on it long enough to see real results. It starts with an incredible skin cleaner called Clean Time. It's actually good for your skin. Protect your skin with my daytime SPF 20 cream. In the evening, feed your skin with my powerhouse nighttime serum. Nighttime has vitamins C and A, antioxidants, and skin brighteners. And if you like moisturizers, well, I've created Soft Time with ceramides and vitamin D. Throw away the bags of useless products and try Dr. Perry's skincare. Join the thousands of people whose skin is healthier. Use the 15WOR radio code on Amazon.com for a 15% discount. That's 15WOR radio when checking out. And enjoy free shipping if you're a Prime member. And don't forget to listen to my radio show right here on WOR every Saturday evening at 6 p.m. They say that 60 is the new 50, but while you may feel and act 50, the mirror doesn't lie. But that's where plastic surgery comes in. I'm board-certified plastic surgeon Dr. Arthur Perry, and I love helping patients look younger and better. If you've got sagging cheeks, jowls, and that dreaded turkey gobbler, it might be time for a little nip and a tuck. You look more rested and, yes, younger with my short scarf facelift and the artistic injection of wrinkle filler or a laser peel well that might be just what it takes to get you looking as good as you feel let's sit down for an hour consultation in my new park avenue office together we'll come up with a plan to help you look your best give me a call at 833-PERRY-MD that's 833-P-E-R-R-Y-M-D check me out on the web at perryplasticsurgery.com and don't forget to listen to me Dr. Arthur Perry every Saturday evening at 6pm right here on WOR you're listening to What's Your Wrinkle with Dr. Arthur Perry What's Your Wrinkle? And we are back. This is board-certified plastic surgeon Dr. Arthur Perry, host of What's Your Wrinkle for a long, long time. 800-321-0710 is the phone number here at WOR. And so uh, I wanted to let everybody know that my office on Park Avenue is open, 85th and Park. It is a beautiful office, and one by one, those lasers are marching in. Uh, Last week, uh, let's see, we've got the carbon dioxide fractionated laser that we talked about earlier. That's there. We have uh, microdermabrasion there. We have the laser hair removal device there. Uh, We have Ulthera. That arrived. And uh, there's one more laser that's coming in a week or so, and that's the YAG laser for, uh, for red marks. But 
All the lasers are now living happily on Park Avenue and 85th Street where I'm doing fillers and I'm doing Botox, removing moles and things like that. And well, I'll tell you something, that uh, Surgery Center, the Greenwich Street Surgery Center, the, the rumor has it, rumor has it that within a week, I've, how long have I been saying this? We're going to have that uh, facility open. I hope uh, we do. In the meantime, I'm operating at Manhattan Ioneer. I'm operating at Robert Wood Johnson University Hospital in New Jersey and at the CARES Surgery Center. So we're not missing a beat, but hopefully most of that will switch to the uh, new Surgery Center on Greenwich Street. Now, I wanted to uh, once again mention the Night of Wine and Roses because that, that is the great event every year the American Cancer Society has in New Jersey, at Somerset, New Jersey. So happy to be the medical honoree this year. You can uh, order tickets, come see me, support. But you don't want to see me. You just want to support the American Cancer Society because it is such an important charity. Uh, so you can go ahead on wineandrosesgalanj.org. That's a pretty big website, wineandrosesgalanj.org. Uh, or you can call Carrie. Carrie is the administrator of the American Cancer Society in New Jersey, and her phone number is 732-903-2061. That's 732-903-2061. So this is Friday, May 10th. So mark it on your calendars. Everybody should go. Come on, let's have a bunch of my listeners support me, support the American Cancer Society the tickets are $375. Yeah, it's a fair amount of money, but it, it all goes to charity. It is a wonderful event. There is a, uh, a cocktail hour. There is a, a silent auction. There is a great dinner. There is entertainment. I'm not sure who's going to be the entertainment this year. Uh, it's a lot of fun. There's dancing. Uh, it's at the, uh, the Palace at the Somerset in Somerset, New Jersey. It's about an hour 50 minutes from New York City. It's in the geographic center of New Jersey. So Night of Wine and Roses, $375. Well worth it. You can get a table of 10 for $37.50. Yeah, bring all your friends. It's a great evening, May 10th. All right, so breast reduction surgery. It is a procedure that I do a lot of. It is, I have to say, Susan, breast reduction surgery is one of those procedures that almost Everyone, I can't even think of a person who doesn't say after they had it that they should have done it sooner. Do you know that? Oh, I definitely believe that. Yeah, you know, same with breast lift. But it's really, it's really true. Oh, I totally believe that. The discomfort, the personal self-esteem, the limitations, I think that most people who do it come to it too late. Yeah. You know, there's about 75,000 people a year in the United States that have breast reduction surgery. You know, that's our national number from the American Society of Aesthetic Plastic Surgeons, but I bet you it's higher than What's that. What's the youngest you'll do it? Oh, I've done teenagers, okay. 16 years old. Really? Yeah. So, so your the woman's height has to be very similar to her mother's height and the breast growth you, you really want breast growth to be completed and for the most part it's completed by 16 years old you can have some breast growth uh, later and certainly with pregnancy uh, but if a 16 year old is hampered in her physical activities if a 16 year old can't participate in sports can't wear clothing properly gets teased by people uh, it's there's really good reasons to do breast reduction surgery I've done them as young as 16 and as old as 75 wow 
Yeah. So it's a, a procedure that's, that women have, and it is such a high-satisfaction procedure. Interestingly, Susan, when I was a resident at Harvard, uh, at Harvard Medical School, we had a guy named Dr. Robert Goldwyn, who was one of the great plastic surgeons of all time, editor of our journal, and devised many of these procedures, like the breast reduction procedure. He used to bring patients in the night before surgery, and then we'd operate on them. And then they'd stay in the hospital probably two nights afterwards. Now, I do these procedures as outpatient procedures. Yep, you come in and just have it. That's great. Go home. The procedure takes anywhere from three to six hours. And how long it takes depends on how large you are. So if you're a, uh, a 38, you know, bigger than a double D, if you're a G or whatever, those measurements become meaningless after uh, the double D. But if you're enormous, it takes longer to do the procedure. If you're just a little bit big, let's say you're a, a 34, uh, you know, big C, you want to be just a small C, then it's a, a small breast reduction that might take three hours. But there's a lot to it. And it's all geometry. It really is. It's how to make a large conical object into a small conical object and it's math and the operation itself for a board certified plastic surgeon is fairly straightforward and fairly simple particularly when we compare it to a rhinoplasty but what makes it very difficult are the measurements so i spend about a half an hour measuring someone and putting marks on them before surgery a lot of people have seen these measurements on those uh, plastic surgery shows uh but that's the uh, that's the part that's difficult and we measure like the distance between the collarbone and the uh, the nipple the new position of the nipple where it is uh all sorts of measurements are done and then we go into the operating room and do the procedure now when i remove breast tissue well, first of all, by the way, you know, I can't give a particular cup size. If someone says they want to be a B, I can't guarantee they're going to be a B. So we, we kind of say, well, you want to be average size or smaller than average size or maybe bigger than average size. But we can't give you an exact cup size because there's so many variabilities in the cup size. But uh, what I do is uh, I, uh, I ask the patient what size, you know, what do they want to be average, big, or small? And then we go into the operating room and remove breast tissue. And I remove it from uh, both sides, and we weigh it out so that we, uh, if the breasts are symmetrical, we'll want to remove a similar amount of breast tissue on each side. And if we, uh, if we um, let's say there's an asymmetry, I might make a, an observation that we remove, let's say, two ounces, three ounces more on one side than the other side. And then... Um, We'll go ahead and do that, but from each side, I remove three sections of breast tissue and send it to pathology separately. So there's the outer and the inner and the upper amount of breast tissue that I remove, and it gets sent to the pathologist, and that is extremely important to do. And almost all plastic surgeons do it that way. They should be doing it that way. And the reason for that, Susan? Well, I can personally tell you that with a breast lift many, many years ago, I was they found LCIS in me. Mm-hmm. So it's really, really important. Really yeah. important. That's right. So and what that is is a uh, cancer in situ, which is a first-stage cancer. But sometimes you can actually find breast cancer, and it's important to know what part of the breast, which breast, so it's not just all like put into you know one. Do all uh, physicians, do all surgeons send out the tissue? 
Uh, I believe it is malpractice not to. You have to. Yeah, you really. Any tissue taken from the breast should be sent to pathology. Mm -hmm. And it's not enough to say right breast, left breast. So I will group it, you know, the lateral, the medial uh, breast, upper, you know, middle breast, whatever, uh, so that heaven forbid there is something that's found, uh, the pathologist can tell us where in the breast it is, and then in consultation with a breast surgeon, you know, an oncologic breast surgeon, uh, and an oncologist, a cancer doctor, uh, then we can decide what the appropriate treatment is going to be. And, you know, some cases that's a mastectomy, in some cases it's a lumpectomy. Some, sometimes they'll say, let's just watch it. There are clinics that's lung kettering just for these pre-malignant type of uh, procedures that, uh, rather, uh, conditions that sometimes we find in the operating room with a breast reduction. So uh, breast reductions are really good procedures because one, they will get you to the size where you're comfortable in clothing, comfortable um, if you have symptoms of breast, uh, the breast digging into your shoulders, if you get rashes around your breast. Self-esteem, comfortable self in life. very important. But also back and neck strain, mm-hmm. you know, uh, very But you common. don't have to be that big for back and neck strain. You can just be uncomfortable in the size you are. Absolutely. So breast reduction is one of those procedures procedures that, yes, cosmetic benefits, but yes, medical benefits also. And psychological benefits. Definitely psychological benefits, particularly in a young woman. Mm -hmm. Uh, What's the downside? The scars. So you have to be able to if deal good, with... If you're a decent healer, they're not even bad. No, but, you know, particularly in a, in a young woman, I mean, you know, the fact of life is uh, it's, uh, you have to be prepared for it. And yes, that's one of do. the drawbacks. You do. And some women then wait until after pregnancy. With breast reduction, do you get um, nerve damage? Well, you should not, Susan. You should not. Although sometimes, you know, there was a study that was just published that showed one-third of women lose sensation in their breasts. Uh, in my experience, it's much less than 5%. And is that just in one spot? No, in the nipple. That's that's where it oh. really counts. You know, I wish I could talk about this more, and let's, let's continue this discussion next week. But Noah begins to wave his hands frantically <laughs> in the studio. I can see it all the way 100 miles away in time's Manhattan. Time's up. Yeah, time's up for the show. I'm board-certified plastic surgeon Dr. Arthur Perry, sitting in the Hamptons with Susan Warner. My website is perryplasticsurgery.com. If you want to make an appointment with me in my Manhattan office, it's 212-753-1820. You can use that same number if you're interested in the New Jersey office where, yes, I'm still in Somerset, New Jersey and Park Avenue, the corner of Park and 85th Street. And by the way, if you want the products, let's go to Amazon now. Amazon.com. You can order any of the skincare products. Susan, thank you so much for taking another Saturday evening. Noah, great engineering. And everybody have a great weekend. Stay warm. It's freezing out there. Bye-bye now. The preceding was a paid podcast. iHeartRadio's hosting of this podcast constitutes neither an endorsement of the products offered or the ideas expressed. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.